1: Darius Leonard, Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20, he's gonna go! A pick six
0: for the maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby! The horseshoe is back!
1: What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I am your host, Cody Felger. Join me, your other host, Mr. Derek Larger. And Derek, it has been a little bit of time since we've been together and done a Colts podcast. Uh, Hope you've been well, man. Hope you had a good weekend, and yeah, hope it was relaxing for you and good for you.
0: Yep, absolutely, man. Uh, Good to be back. Uh, Yep, just spent the whole weekend up at the parents. You know, got a chance to relax, spend time with my brother for his graduation party that was this weekend. So, uh, ready to be back here, ready to start doing some more Colts content.
1: Absolutely. Before we get started, uh, we want to shout out a few of our sponsors. First off, roster guy Sports. You can get your news anywhere, so be sure to check out rosterguy.com for unique perspectives and fan interaction. Also want to shout out our friends at the Fan2Fan Network. We are a part of the Fan2Fan Network, so even if you're not a Colts fan listening to this podcast, uh, that's okay because there's coverage of all 32 NFL teams. Be sure to check that out. You can check out fandofannetwork.com. You can also check check them out on social media. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, all the different sites. Find them on Twitch. You can also find us on Twitch, so be sure to check them out there. So, Derek, without further ado, I kind of want to talk about a few different Colts topics surrounding, you know, the local media, the, really the national media, local media, whatever it is. Uh, you know, and there's not really a lot of stuff going on in Colts world right now, but a, a couple unique, interesting things that we'll start. we'll start with the first one here. Uh, Jeremy Fowler, he he's of ESPN.com. Um, he talked about you know there was there were did ESPN release their rankings of the NFL's top ten interior offensive linemen, um, and he added yep. this quote. He said one defensive uh, assistant coach said that ever since I saw Cam Hayward, who Steelers guy, former Buckeye, he said ever since I saw him whip up on Quentin Nelson last year, I've never looked at him the same. To which Cameron Hayward responded to that tweet, and he said, "Man, I'm not with that." So because I had a good game, it devalues great talent. Dude is a heck of a talent. How about I'm a great player myself, and we won the game? As simple as that. I know Q is a dog, and I know it's a five-star matchup when we line up. How silly is this that that somebody would say that? You know, it's like Quentin Nelson has become, you know, such a popular household name at this point. When he has not, you know, he's not destroying people every single play, somebody makes a stupid comment like this. Give me your thoughts, Derek on that whoever that is i'm thinking it's probably somebody in the division trying to crap on quentin nelson uh, give me your thoughts on on this and you know first off the whoever said this that quote and then cam hayward's response
0: yeah um just for perspective because you said you were talking about the top interior offensive lineman uh quentin nelson was named the number one interior offensive lineman in football from that mm. and It's also important to note that Ryan Kelly made that list as well. Ryan Kelly was the ninth rated offensive interior offensive lineman on that list as well. So it's nice to know that the Colts have two top 10 interior offensive linemen in the NFL right now. But yeah, so about that tweet, um, it's, it's no shame in saying that Cam Hayward did get the best of Quentin Nelson a couple times in that game. It's okay. That's fine. Even the best of players have have games where they get, they get destroyed at times. But even that term is being put loosely because Cam Hayward did not destroy Quentin Nelson in that game. He did not. Because when you looked at it, there was one quarterback pressure and zero, zero, I repeat, zero sacks given up by Quentin Nelson in that game. If you want to count – the Jacoby Brissett where Quentin Nelson ended up stepping on Quentin, uh, on uh, Jacoby Brissett's heel, that you can say whatever you want about that. Yes, that's a pressure, but that's not anything close to a sack. Yes, Cam Hayward got the best of him on that play and had a couple plays where he beat Quentin Nelson off the block and made a couple plays in the backfield to stop the Colts' uh, run attack. Uh, there's no shame in saying that you know, Quentin Nelson didn't have his best game in that time. And, I mean, that should take no uh, no uh, shine away from Quentin Nelson. Cam Hayward is a veteran in this league. Cam Hayward's been around a long time. He is a very good interior defensive lineman. Dude knows what he's doing. He's He's still a top 20 defensive lineman in this league. Uh, the stats may not always be there for him, but he always comes in day in and day out and does his job very well. So whoever, like what you, what they were implying by that tweet is, is that as soon as you you either thought of Quentin Nelson as being the next thing to uh, be the greatest offensive lineman you've ever seen, and then you say, oh, one game he kind of didn't have a great game, and now all of a sudden, oh, I don't think he's as great as I ever thought he was. And what you're also implying by that tweet is that you've taken it, you've already set a precedent in your mind that even after that game, you don't value him as as good of an offensive lineman anymore. After that, you're basically saying that after that Pittsburgh game, nah, Quentin Nelson's never been the same. Quentin Nelson's not done anything important to back that up. Like It's funny to think that even after that game, Quentin Nelson did not give up a sack the rest of the year. Quentin Mm -hmm. Nelson just got better as time went along. So, it like, obviously, if you want to say, yeah, maybe that kind of tainted the image for a few people on Quentin Nelson on so far for that game. But, like, even – and we're about to get into Cam Hayward's response – you know, Cam Hayward even said that's ridiculous. That is stupid for you to say that one game tarnishes how you view a player based off of that, and especially if if that's not um if that's not the Pittsburgh Steelers defensive coordinator saying that, uh, then and you're one of let's say he they are in one of the uh in our division because you said it before you thought oh maybe it's one of the uh, AFC South defensive coordinators that said it you got to face Quentin Nelson twice a year. And if I'm not mistaken, he's owned every defensive coordinator's best offensive lineman in our division for the last two years. I don't think anyone's gotten the better of Quentin Nelson. Just ask Malik Jackson. Just ask Jarrell Casey. Just ask all these guys. Ask Ask Jadavian Clowney. I'm sure he remembers. So I don't I don't understand why you could say that about Quentin Nelson maybe you could say oh yeah I mean because you know maybe after that you kind of say oh yeah maybe it was a little too quick to call him the reign of the best guy in the NFL at the line at that time but I mean to have his reputation tarnished for a game he didn't get destroyed in it's it kind of shows you the precedent like you said this pedestal that we're putting Quentin Nelson at already we're already putting him up there as some of the one of the best in the league so to to have one semi-bad game and then all of a sudden somebody views you as not as great anymore I don't know I don't know that's just crazy to me
1: yeah it's funny because I don't know if you saw a few years ago uh, Jadavian Clowney. I think there was like one play when he was still with the Texans where he, you know, he, yep. he got the better Quentin Nelson. And that was circulating around the, around Twitter, around social media. It's just hilarious how people can pick out. I think there was like three or four plays out of that Pittsburgh game. Yeah. You maybe it wasn't Quentin Nelson's best game, but it's kind of funny because it's like, you can pick and choose which plays, you know, you're not going to win every single play. Like that's just not reality. Like sometimes you don't win certain plays. Um but you're right, like setting that precedent I think is huge. Like if you're grading Quentin Nelson off of having not his best game but still not surrendering the sack and that's tainting your image, that's just hilarious to me. And I almost yeah. wonder if it's if it's a, a Texans defensive coach because we know Bill O'Brien and, and that whole organization is just a absolute dumpster fire when it comes to valuing players. So uh, maybe they did the, decided the same with DeAndre Hopkins maybe he didn't have a game where he had over 100 yards they're like this guy's terrible we don't we're not looking at him the same so we're gonna ship him off for peanuts and, and not really get anything in return but it is always funny to me uh, that certain things like whenever they whenever you have that precedent as the best player at your position there's always going to be haters and stuff going around where maybe you don't win a certain play. And they're like, oh, is he really the best player? This guy got a bit, got, you know, but you don't look at the other 40, 50 plays in the yeah. game, right? And and also not to mention, Quentin Nelson hasn't surrendered a sack in 30 straight games, like not 30 straight yeah, snaps, 30 games. 30 games he has not surrendered a sack. And I think it's like you said, it's not like after that game, he just all of a sudden was letting up sacks. He did not let a single sack up the entire year. And that's not with Andrew Luck. That's what should Kobe Brissett... Holding the foot, we know he holds the football a lot longer than Andrew Luck did. Um, yep. we just know that he has a tendency to do that, so yeah, I, I totally agree with you there. I think, and I shout out to Cam Hayward for not you know going with that hype, yeah. I guess, if you say like he understands Quentin real Nelson
0: recognizes real, it, right, it really and,
1: does, right? Yeah, for sure. And they're gonna play each other again this year, so he yep, kind of knows 16. Don't yep, tick off 34. Quentin Nelson because you know what he can do.
0: I will say this to the one defensive coordinator that said that if we're playing you this year, I hope you keep that same mentality. I hope you do because Quentin Nelson is going to come at you again this year with a vengeance. And if you get lackadaisical on this guy, (laughs) good luck to your defense. I promise you, you're going to regret saying that. And of course it's an anonymous uh, thing, right? It's an yeah, anonymous thing. If the guy wanted his name out there to know because he knows that tweet is garbage, then, I mean, of course you, you'd stay anonymous. Makes me think that that might've actually been fake. Cause I don't know any person that would literally sit here and tell me that, Oh, he get, had a semi bad game against Pittsburgh. And now all of a sudden I don't view him as uh, the next best thing since sliced bread anymore. <laughs> it just doesn't.
1: It's that doesn't so make me
0: convince me at all.
1: It's so funny that anybody would even say that. And honestly, I'm good with it because you add more similar to Darius Leonard, add more fuel to Quentin Nelson's fire. Take him off. Yeah. So he's even better in 2020. Please do that from a Colts fan. Oh yeah.
0: Cause you know, Quentin Nelson seen that, you oh, know, yeah. he has, <laughs> I mean, come on. These players see everything. These players right. are on social media just as much as everyone else. They see the things that are said about them. Q is just Q is just a different animal. That dude is going to want let that fuel him and he's going to get even better. I promise you he will.
1: It's crazy to think about that he could even get yeah, better totally than he right. is now. The best offensive yeah, line can no. even get better. It's absolutely yeah. wild. Yeah. Yeah. So that we address that. Now we can move on to Madden release some of their 21 2021 quarterback rookie ratings uh and a few guys of note First off, Jacob Eason, he was rated 63 overall. But the thing that stood out to me, uh, he was rated as one of the, you know, he had one of the highest throw power ratings in Madden 21. He had a 93 overall rating, which I think is significant. I mean, we know how big of an arm Jacob Eason has, but, and we know, you know, I don't know how you feel about Madden, Derek. Personally, I'm not, I still play it, but I'm not as big of a fan as I was earlier on. But, you know, it's still something worth noting and something worth talking about. Uh, but I think that is notable that that he has a 93 rating over Justin Herbert, over Joe Flacco, who has a notorious big arm, over Lamar Jackson, uh, tied with Baker Mayfield and Cam Newton. Um, so,
0: I think it's ridiculous yeah. that they have Baker Mayfield with a throwing power higher than Jacob Eason. But um, right. I like where Jacob Eason is on the throw power range. I mean, you see this kid, the way he's able to throw, it does not surprise me that he has a top 10 arm in the NFL already, I mean, you're just basing it off throw power, I mean, how far and how hard you can throw the football, and yes, Jacob Eason, at this moment in time, has a top 10 power arm in the NFL, That that's just me though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we know his tendency. He loves to give his guy chances and fit the ball. It's not just about how far you can throw it. It's about if you can fit it into a tight window. We know Jacob Beeson loves to do that after kind of watching him uh, do that in Washington. And so uh, we can move on now and looking at – so there's only been a few ratings released at this point, just the quarterbacks and wide receivers up to this point. Uh, Michael Pittman was also uh, rated. He was rated 71 overall. Uh, One thing that stood out uh, that I think is of note, Derek, is that Michael Pittman – Uh, had the best catch rating out of anybody uh, out of any of the rookies this season. Uh, Talk to me about Michael Pittman and and his catch rating. You feel like it's a little bit low even.
0: Yeah. um, And, and funny thing is, uh, Cody, we were just talking about this off air. Uh, Remember I was saying Jonathan Taylor wasn't in the, in the ratings yet. He just got added. Oh, really? Halfbacks just got added literally in the last few minutes. Okay. So, live development here folks that we we I looked at it right before the podcast Jonathan Taylor's name was not on this because they didn't have the halfbacks in yet and then they literally just put them in two seconds before this uh segment started but yeah let's talk about uh Pittman here real quick then we'll kind of go into everybody else um yeah so Pittman with an 87 speed and an 88 acceleration that's pretty impressive I didn't think Pittman had that kind of speed but Hey, I'll take it. Um I thought his strength was a little was a little bit weak given the fact that I thought he was a little bit stronger in college. He played that way. His awareness is low at a 71. Like I just the way he plays the game, I don't see it as a 71. I don't know how you can put him at that, but um yeah, they had his catching rate at an 85. Now, you got to remember Michael Pittman had the best catch rate in college football since he arrived at USC nobody's come close to him so it makes me wonder why is it that his catch rating it just seems to me like that could be bumped a little bit I don't know I mean because you know Henry Ruggs has a 98 speed in Madden so I mean if Henry Ruggs has that I just assume Pittman could be closer to 90 with his catch rate but um yeah but at a 71 overall I find that to be a very good uh, rating for you know Michael Pittman because Jerry Judy is, well, the highest rated rookie wide receiver coming into this year is Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs at a 76. And CeeDee Lamb is a 75. Jerry Judy is a 75. And then I think it's Michael Pittman next uh, at 71. So Michael Pittman's got in good company. He's above a 70. Anytime you're above a 70 when you're a rookie in uh, Madden, uh, definitely shows that a lot of people view you as a guy that can come in, uh, be that prospect that they expect you to possibly be. Uh, Everyone knows that a lot of rookie ratings are just, are are bull crap anyway, until they actually see it in person. Um, Yeah, in in regards to Madden ratings, I think a lot, I mean, I think a lot of them are actually correct. But I'm not afraid to call them out when I see it. I mean, sometimes they get it wrong. Sometimes they get it wrong. And, I mean, it showed you last year. I think they said – who was it that they said they fixed? um, I think they they, uh, fixed Lamar Jackson's ratings, right, before the season. I think they said that his speed was way – it was way too low. Like wasn't it like at a seventy or something?
1: Really? <laughs> yeah, it was like at a hilarious. seventy or now something. Was, and I'm like, uh, so. he's
0: definitely a little faster than a seventy, I think. uh <laughs> Just watch any film in college, and I think you would disagree with that. But um, yeah, catch rating at an eighty-five. Uh, I thought that could be bumped a little bit. I, I'm surprised by the speed and acceleration and agility marks that they gave him. I didn't think he was that fast in college but uh again 71 overall rating I'm I'm happy with where they put Pittman mm-hmm.
1: yeah I, I think that's about right I think 71's about right like no rookies are really going to get anywhere you know unless yeah. you're taking top 10 you're not going to get you know mid to high 70 rating that's just not a possibility and so I think that Michael Pittman I think he has a really good chance at you know, boosting that this year and getting maybe into the mid to high 70s or maybe even the 80s, depending on how good of a season he has. Uh, I, I can't find the Jonathan Taylor ones, the running back ratings. Why, why don't you tell I me about you. this, Derek? I can't find Yeah, I got sure. you.
0: Yeah, I got him right here.
1: Okay. So a
0: 93 speed, uh, which is impressive that they put him at that. But then again, you saw for his, for his weight, what he ran for the 40 at the combine was very impressive. Right. Uh, 92 acceleration. I thought this was very disrespectful, a 73 strength rating. Hmm. I thought that was very disrespectful. I thought Jonathan Taylor has a lot more strength to him than that. Uh, an 84 agility. I think that's about right. Awareness at a 74. I definitely think that needs to be bumped up because he's a much more uh, aware uh, runner than what people give him credit for. Um catch rate is at a 63 um they they have it so low because you know people like to make the assumption that he can't catch which is weird (laughs) because he can right uh pairing rates at an 80 um he's he's got a really bad uh pass block uh thing which is really odd i mean again i guess it's just because they didn't use him a lot in pass blocking because you know that offense ran through him um Hmm broken tackle uh rating 80 that's pretty good I thought it would be a little higher but um but that's about it uh stamina 91 uh I thought trucking is really low trucking at a 76 Hmm. I I definitely think he has a little higher ability for trucking than that but uh I don't I've never seen Jonathan Taylor do a spin move, so I can't tell you whether or not 78 is a good one or not. But Jonathan Taylor in this in Madden uh to start is a 73 overall.
1: What? So wow. yeah, he's
0: a 73 overall.
1: Uh, so he's I actually
0: have... higher than Pittman.
1: So which is good but i still have a problem with that i think he should be a 74 75 maybe even higher than that cuz he's I, a, I honestly it. think he's the best running back in his class like i think he a lot more
0: i think the uh i want to look at i want to look at this because um because jk dobbin's was the highest rated um running back coming out of this i want to hmm. see I want to go to them and see where that is. Because I think that could be a very interesting – gosh darn it, work.
1: <laughs>
0: phones are ridiculous. <laughs> it
1: never works when you want it to. Um,
0: yeah, so why do you think that he should be higher than that?
1: Well, I mean, everybody – like there were so many scouts saying he is the best running back in this class. The guy freaking ran for 2,000 yards in back-to-back seasons – like double-digit touchdowns, like 20-plus touchdowns on the ground, like I think that warrants a little more than the 73, honestly. I think, you know, he's a 75 easily for me. Uh, and I don't know. I just don't like it. I just really don't. I just think seventy-three's not great. Again, I know they kind of crap on rookies going in, but I think just the production that he's had at Wisconsin should at least bump him up a few more spots. That's just kind of my opinion. Um, And maybe they kind of do it also based off of where he was taken, which I totally understand that. Um, And hopefully he'll be adjusted really quick and he'll be up in the mid seventies very soon. All
0: right. So JK Dobbins is a 75. Um, So Jonathan Taylor has better speed, better acceleration, uh, the same strength, a little less agility actually has better awareness than JK Dobbins, which is crazy to think about. Um, let's see here we go a little bit further beyond. Um, yeah, I mean, apparently J.K. Dobbins has a 90 jump rating. I don't know how that's possible, but um, I've never seen J.K. Dobbins jump for a ball. I'm just saying, but yeah, uh broken tackle. Uh Jonathan Taylor's still a slight advantage in that. Um yeah, it's really weird to see J.K. Dobbins at a 75 when a lot of these it seems like Jonathan Taylor has the advantage in the obvious stats yeah. which is weird um but again you know again it's madden i'm not going to i'm not going to sit here and say that's definitive of how people do i mean cuz you know honest honest to god um when we when you look at madden ratings and when you look at uh the cults on madden throughout all the years Uh, the Colts have never had a great uh, Madden rating ever as a team. They've, they've never had a great Madden rating. So, you know, it it really doesn't bother me uh, (laughs) because, you know, it's different in Madden because it's, it's all uh, RNG stuff. So it's not something that you, you really plan it out and it's, it's as realistic as they make it out to be. So, um, but yeah, Jonathan Taylor at a 73, Michael Pittman at a 71, uh, Desmond Patman at a 64 and then Jacob mm-hmm. Eason at a 63 to start okay. out.
1: Interesting that they had uh Desmond Patman over Jacob Eason even I mean, he was taking, yeah, I in know. His interesting. Yeah. Crazy to think about. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see certainly, you know, Julian Blackman, what's Julian Blackman third round pick, um, yeah, I don't know. He'd probably it. be 70s, maybe, or maybe he's get sixties. Yeah, I um,
0: I think he was a he was a first round talent that just went down because of that injury. Yeah. But I do think I agree he'd probably be low, low 70s, maybe really high 60s or a 70, 71, something like that. I yeah. think he can be in that area.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. just some of the other guys. Like I just think Madden doesn't really know yet. So they're just kind of putting some random ratings on some of these guys especially later round guys they're just like oh we think he's this we think he's that yeah yeah like it kind of shows but uh certainly it'll be interesting to see do these guys i I think these guys have a good chance of certainly outperforming their ratings for sure but yeah it'll be interesting it really will um and i know some people love Madden. Some people don't love Madden, but we thought it was significant enough to talk about it. Fix franchise mode. Please. Fix, Dude, fix I Fix franchise
0: that. mode. Oh my God. EA, please. Oh. For once in your life, please.
1: No, we're going to add, it's like 2K. We're just going to add more sweat, and you're going to be happy with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh <God>. Yeah, right. <laughs> they Yeah, I miss the training camp stuff. I don't know if you remember that, like where you, you were the running back, and it was like, Yeah. It was so much fun. I love it.
0: Yeah, that used to be fun,
1: yeah. And you'd actually have players, like, hold out. You could, like, front-load contracts. Like, all that stuff was, like, a part of the game that they just don't do. I don't know why they don't do it. Yeah, I don't know why
0: they don't do it. I mean, you literally have everyone on Twitter telling you, please – fix this we will buy the game if you just add a few things to to this (laughs) they're not telling you to completely blow it out they're just telling you add a few things to it if you add a few things to it spend you know maybe a few a few hundred thousand to increase the product of the game you're gonna get a couple million back from people wanting to buy more of it i mean i just don't understand though
1: I don't get it either. Uh, like, just do it, please. Like everybody's asking, you, just fix it. It's not that. This much, isn't gonna you know? be a.
0: This isn't gonna be a skate four game where <laughs> the people kept telling EA, please bring it out. Even though EA didn't want to make it, they yeah. just they made it anyway because people were telling them, because they got cyber bullied into actually doing it. So, wow. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know what they're gonna do. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and while they're at it, bring back college football. I miss that game. Yes, so please. much.
0: I still, I still play the NCAA 14 football game. I still okay. have it on an old console. I still have it. I still play it. It's still fun. Yeah. I mean, once the the only issue you have is is you can't. They can't make them anymore because they can't use the image of college football players anymore because they won't. They can't pay them. They, they. I'm. I think EA wants to pay them, because EA's thinking, oh, we give each kid that's in the game a couple thousand dollars, maybe like one or two, one or two k, you know, and, and you know everybody goes home happy. They get some kind of money, yeah. And then we're making millions of dollars because people want to play the game. They're selling original copies. Of NCAA football fourteen, they're selling original copies for hundreds, almost over a thousand dollars, because people are wanting to play it that much. Is like, it. it th- that's the thing. EA saying we want to make this because we know people will buy it because it's yeah. it's what people keep saying they want. But hey. of course, the NCAA doesn't want that to happen. At least not yet. So
1: so dumb. You know, here
0: in a few states they will. Though here in a few yeah. states they will. Because a few of these states are allowing these these kids to get sponsors and make money off of their image so
1: yeah that's good at some point
0: i think it's going to happen for
1: all of them good (laughs) we need that back we need (laughs) college basketball but we need it all back i miss it
0: i don't even care about college basketball games i just want a football game yeah i just want a football game i haven't played college basketball games since i was like maybe eight nine years old no that's too long
1: yeah, I just know I kind of get sick of 2K sometimes. So it would be nice to kind of change it up a little bit. But uh, hey, I mean, yeah. You know,
0: I mean, that's the thing. 2K's trying to go back with, they're making their own franchise sort of thing where, you know, you create your player. You can start all the way back into high school now. I mean, <laughs> yep. That's incredible because 2K's trying to get people to say, oh, you know, I can play a little bit from all the way back. It brings people back a little bit.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I play it and start from the beginning and work your way up, and it's a lot of fun. I I enjoy it. So, well, we got real sidetracked there, but that's okay. I'm sure people love to talk (laughs) about uh, NCAA football. I know I love to. I want it back real bad and definitely want Madden to be fixed. That would be great. So, all right, that'll wrap up this podcast. Thank you guys so much for your support and all your listenership. Uh, Be sure also, if you're listening to this video and you're still listening here, uh, leave a like, leave a comment. Be sure if you haven't be sure to subscribe. We'd love that. But for Derek and myself, thank you guys so much. And as always go Colts.